Hey. Hello, hello. Let me put you on here. Hold on one second. There we go. Here. Now you can hear me better, right? Uh, yeah, you were fine, yeah. And now I'm on my headset, which should be a little bit better. Can you hear me okay? Uh, yeah, I can hear you good. Good. So where are you? Are you, are you in a good, safe place? Uh, well, I'm at my office. I'm safe now. I don't know if I'll be safe later. Oh, wow. Driving so did you, did you, yeah, so what, uh, uh, so what are you doing there? You should be home. Well, I have to go get Toriel and I don't know, um, I guess I could have gotten her early, but, yeah. uh, you know, I, 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 I couldn't figure out, I couldn't figure out how to do our call and get Toriel early, so I just stayed here. That's and, true. Yeah. Go, yeah. No, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, going home after this, um, you know, and I don't think I'll get up the driveway. Um, um, but uh, actually, let me just text um, my uh, housemate to... Um, uh, um, all right, I did that. So you can hear me all right? I'm calling yeah, you. My, yeah. My phone is about to die. I don't have a Uh-oh, charger okay. on. Do you, need, do you have a charger with you? No, I'm just calling through my... I'm actually calling through my computer, so the computer has oh, a charger. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't feel in a very good space right now in general. Um, uh, Say that again. I couldn't hear that. Very well, sorry. I'm not in a, I don't feel in a very good space. I feel confused. I feel depressed. I feel sad. So, um, okay. So are you, okay. T- send, tell me when you finish sending texts and whatnot and let's start tapping. Okay. All right. So I just can had tell to me, it. but yeah, yeah, I know. Just, you know, just do what you need to yeah. do. And then. Let's start. Uh, yeah. I think uh, you know this this um, this guy Chris, who I've been coming um, friends with, uh, who I met through Bree and has been living with Bree. You know, he he was uh, he's kind of moved down to New York but he had to come up here to see a client and uh-huh. he spent the night at my house. And so I ended up just, you know, we ended up just talking about her quite a bit. And he was also in a mm. similar relationship with a woman uh, who uh-huh. was, it was much worse. And I think that's just, you know, 
trigger this whole thing. It's just brought up a lot. And, and I, I think the essential question, you know, I'm not in contact really with Bree uh, yeah. at all. Um, and, um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm deciding on whether to, you know, uh, Are you tapping, Patrick, as you tell me? Yeah, I'm tapping. Uh, I'm deciding whether to contact Mark in some way or, or, you know, I, I think I want to because it keeps going over in my head. You know, I keep writing him letters in my head and talking to him in my so let's head. Do, let's do something that is going to be super useful. I want you to close your eyes for a moment and imagine okay. that he's right in front of you. Yeah. And let's just tell him what you would tell him just right here, right now, because he's going to clarify a lot. So it's going to help you clarify. So let's just dive in and get, get in touch with, just imagine him right in front of you. And as you tap, just say exactly what you would tell him. Anything and everything. Well, I just, you know, I, I would just say, well, I'd first say Mark. He's, he's right there. Just talk to him. He's right there. Mark, uh, um, I'm uh, to even talk to you is a battle for me. I, I'm wanting to, you know, I feel in some way that it's useless. I feel that our, in some way, I feel that our friendship is over, and um, that. You know, I'm trying to, in my work with myself, I'm trying to learn when to let go and when to engage and speak up and speak the truth that I feel like I need to and when to try to repair. And I honestly, you know, go back and forth. I've been going back and forth with you about what to do. And also, I just I feel so hurt and depressed and sad, just profoundly sad about this whole situation that it's hard for me to do anything, honestly. Uh, that being said, I, you know, I asked, I texted you um, to call me. You haven't called me. I uh, texted, I emailed you a, a very important email. You didn't respond. And you texted me saying you were going to email me and you haven't emailed me. Uh, and one of the things that all of this brings up in general is I realize that in, since this whole thing with Bree started, you have been severely out of contact with me. Uh, the t- I've called you at times, and, you know, yes, we've had some discussions at times, but in the last six months in particular, I've called you. I remember the last big time I had a lot to say. You said, I'm going to be available tonight. You weren't. Uh, then we finally talked, and then uh, I had to go, or you had to go, and uh, you know, you kind of just said, "Well, let's talk when we can." And I, I was right in the middle of telling you something incredibly important, and you're just laissez-faireness. What I perceived as your laissez-faireness of, you know. Let's talk like in a few weeks, like it's kind of like to me, what you were saying is, well, none of this is important. And for me, it was vitally important. I was just shocked that you could even say that given I was 
really saying something that was very meaningful to me. Um, and, you know, I, I can't even remember whether we talked, but I mean, basically you've been out of contact. You've had more of a relationship with Bree than you have with me in, in many months, uh, talking, texting to her more than you texted to me. And even Bree, even Bree said, I'm not going to be in contact with Mark until he's in contact with you. I mean, there's something very wrong here. When, this is when she was in her more sane moment. Uh, and it's just, the whole thing is profoundly sad. I mean, that you slept with her at a time less than two months after I was with you, after I asked you not to do it, after I told you that she would lie to you and tell you she wasn't with Nash, and she was with Nash. She lied to him. She lied to you. I, I assume she lied to you. Uh, and um, she, she told me that she said Ella was okay with Nash. It wasn't. I read you the text over the phone about what she said, proving that it created, you know, a, 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 a horrible situation. But, I mean, the first thing at which I said in my letter was that you, you don't seem to care about me at all. I've been every night. I think about this for an hour. I can't get to sleep. And uh, that's only recent. It's only gone down to like half an hour or an hour. For a while, it was, for many weeks, for the last month and a half, it's been more like two hours. And it's just, uh, it's just the incredible. I just feel incredibly betrayed and hurt by you. I've talked to my dearest friends and very, very wise people. Am I crazy? And all of these wise, dear people in my life say, Patrick, he's, he's not acting as your friend. No friend would do this to you. I mean, I told you everything. And I mean, I told you everything about me, which was that I was in love with this woman. We were talking about getting married, however crazy that is. I'm, I'm not saying it wasn't crazy. And obviously, she's crazy. But that brings me to the next point. I mean, if you're concerned if your care for me wouldn't stop you from doing what I consider to be completely addictive behavior, not to say that I'm not denying that you have a good connection with her, that I'm not saying, but the iteration of what you're doing with her is utterly, in my eyes and in everyone else's eyes that I talk to, completely addictive and completely and utterly hurtful, not only to me, which is the biggest thing, but this is, this is the second major point to her. And I, I even believe to yourself, but I'm, I'll let that one go. That's your concern. But to her, I mean, I've told you repeatedly over the last six months that every interaction with her has caused her to go into a depression, has caused her to neglect and even abuse her kid, has caused her to go into this lying, cheating cycle. She has lied to you. She has lied to me. Uh, And Bree is a very, very disturbed person who needs help. And all of your actions are hurting her. You, in my eyes, you don't care about her at all. You are so invested in whatever superficial kind of iteration of your connection with her. And yes, uh, Mark, it is sex addiction. You know, he, you know, this is sex addiction. You can't, you, you, you can't not have sex with her. If, you, if all you were doing was an emotional affair with her as you did before, it would be still pretty bad. It would cause all this obsession and this depression and this lying and cheating, which it has for her. Uh, she's lost friendships with it since you've been with her. She's lost 
completely lost any connection with me, which has not been me. It's been her. And it's all because of your sleeping with her. And she's lost two other very dear friends, uh, very important friendships to her. Now, of course, she's probably bad-mouthing one of them, uh, Chris, which I, I know she is, I think, maybe. They kind of made up. I don't know. I don't, you know. Uh, but this is just, you are hurting this woman by sleeping with her in every way. She's lost. She's in a perpetual cycle of having lost income. She doesn't work. Now she's given up, you know, and just, just your, you have people, women coming after you. You have many people telling you that you have an obsession with young women, and here's another one, and I'm not excluding myself from this. This is kind of one of my first forays in with younger women, and I now see that it was completely ridiculous, but you have had many, many, many relationships. You were almost arrested for being with an underage person. Everything points to that you have serious, serious problems. And so not only have you deeply, deeply betrayed and hurt me by doing this, but you are hurting this woman. You are being, you have no ethics and no morals. You don't care. And my God, if you don't care about your you are a lonely, pathetic figure around things. And your stories, your stories are the most depressing. The story that you told me, you were trying to empathize with me and tell me that, you know, when I told you that Brie, we went to these two beautiful, supposedly beautiful therapy sessions where she came out of them saying, I'm so in love with you, Patrick. And, and I, I, I feel so much closer to you and we're really working through your issues and I want to do this. And it turned out she'd already been sleeping with this other guy. And in these two incredible therapy sessions in the middle of the woods in this cabin with windows looking out and this sacred, sacred environment that she did not tell me the truth of lying and cheating on me. And then you told me the story that Kat did the same thing to you. And then five minutes later, you're telling me that you actually did the same thing to your wife. And the whole, all of your story, life and what you've done and what you were telling me in that conversation was so depressing. I came away thinking, my God, this is this man's life. And guess what? Yes, it's a lot like breathe. But you're 55 fucking years old. And Patrick, so the, the, tap, tap it. See, see what is the, the, see the, how is it hurting you? Because this is really hurting you. It's just hurting me. I mean... I care about this woman. You don't seem to care about this woman. You don't care the fact that she's, she's lying to herself. She's lying to Nash. She's in relationship with Nash right now, whatever third stupid relationship that is, but she's sleeping with him. And she has been sleeping with him this whole time and probably been lying to you. I don't keep track of her anymore, but I, I know she's in relationship with him. I know she's sleeping with him. And so that you promote this woman's obsession and addiction. Obviously, you don't have any clue because you have the same addiction. But it's completely unethical. You're hurting this woman. Six, seven months ago, she was committing, she, she threatened to commit suicide. I called 911 on her. She went to a psych ward because of this behavior. And you don't care. You don't care if she commits suicide tomorrow. 
This is what I see. Incredibly hurtful to me. I actually care about this woman. I cared about this woman two days into our relationship when she told me she was in love with somebody else. I broke up with her. I broke up with her and I said, I I was deeply in love with her. I, I, I did fall in love with her very quickly and I understand that, Mark. But when she told me she was in love with somebody else, even though I was wanting to be with her with all my heart, I said, with, uh, I said, Bree, you are sabotaging yourself. And I don't want to be that other man. He's not into polyamory. So I said goodbye to her. I broke up with her. And then this man ended up calling her and saying he didn't want to be with her. And it turned out, actually, I talked to him recently. It turned out that he, he didn't even know she was in love with him. It was another kind yeah. of obsessive thing. He was another older man. And he, yeah. he was just him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you are hurting this woman. It is so hurtful to me to see such an ethical, hurtful, horrible behavior. You are causing. And I, I don't. I cannot even believe that I'm your friend. I cannot even believe that I'm your friend. Because you certainly don't behave like a friend. You don't behave like a friend. All my friends have been interrupting me when I say my friend Mark. They say, Patrick, this man is not your friend. No friend would do this to you. And my other friends just say you're, the, the quotes I get from very wise people, very ethical people, these are the things that they say. And I, I speak back. They, they say to me, Patrick, you are making excuses for Mark. You are still defending Mark. He is, mm-hmm. he, is, he is sick. He has a sickness. He has a deep mm-hmm. sickness. They're saying. I'm so, so hurt, so betrayed by you. You are yeah. sick. You are sick to me. This is unbelievable. No friend has ever. You just, and that you just. Held my brother's, you held my brother's memorial at your house. You helped bury his ashes. And it's such a tender time in my life that you would do this to me. I have had been in infatuation with many people, thought I was in love with many people. Mark, this woman is, is very disturbed. Every, I have told you everything about her life. You are acting more like the man who raped her. And this other man who abused her, the other musician, you, you literally, your text and what you say is more like them. You act like them. I get it. She is a, you know, one of her boyfriends calls her, uh, her ex-boyfriends calls her a silent. I get it. She's very powerful, but she is, she just threatened to commit suicide three times in a month. Seven months ago. Take a deep breath and tell me what is it, Patrick, about your loyalty that you wouldn't just say, you know what, I, I just cannot be friends with someone like you. I just can I'm, I'm so sad that I... I mean, yes, Mark. If it, 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 I, 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 my therapist just asked, what is my loyalty to you? I would drop you as a friend right now. 
But I don't, you know, we have a reunion. We have friends in common. You know, you know, we're like family in a certain way. It's like, I mean, but you, you know, the underneath of our friendship, I mean, you're a horrible friend in so many ways. Mm-hmm. So often when you call, I mean, yes, I appreciate when you call me, and that is, lo- and that is lovely. You do make a call once or twice a year to check in with me on your own accord, and that's lovely, and I do appreciate that. But when it's time for me to call you, and I do call you, you don't call me back for days even when nothing's going on. I mean, with the Bree situation, you didn't call me back at all. But uh, even in the best of situations, you take days. And even when I'm pouring my heart out about Bree, you, in the middle of it, say, well, let's, let's talk and, you know, you act like it's nothing. Hmm. What kind of friendship is that? And I've learned a lot about myself, I'm going to these 12-step codependence meetings, and yes, you are one of the most, you help everyone, and you need to help yourself, Mark. Stop helping everyone. You know, I don't know why you, you feel a need to help everyone, but you need to take care of yourself and take care of the situations of your life. And you need to take care of your true friends. And build on those relationships, not neglect them. I remember Kat telling me, and you telling me, Kat would say, you know, he ignores, he neglects me. And then you, and you said she said that she, that she said to you, that he, you don't have attention for her. And you're like, well, you do all these things for her. But that's not the same, Mark. Doing things for her codependently are not the same thing as giving her true attention. You don't give anyone true attention. But I'm getting off the point. That is just, that is me seeing our relationship in general. What has happened is you have hurt and betrayed me so badly and treated me like the worst enemy, not even like a dear friend or certainly a brother, but like I... I treat my acquaintances better than you have treated me. I told you, I told you, I texted you this story that, that I was interested in this man who had broken up with his girlfriend three months before this. And I told him very honestly, I was attracted to her and interested in her. And then he told me, you know, he told me about their whole relationship. They broke up three months ago and they hadn't had any contact. And they were trying to, you know, because he wasn't sure he could have a baby. And the more that I talked to them, I realized they're still in something. They broke up three months ago. This is what what caring wise people do. And he said, we're meeting in two days. We're not meeting to get back together. We're just meeting to check in. And I said, Maudek, I am not doing anything with her. You two are clearly still entwined with each other, even though you haven't seen each other in three months. Broke up three months ago. This is what a friend does. And this is, I don't even know this guy. This is an acquaintance in my community. I like him, but I don't know him. I treated him at a nine or ten. You treated me at a negative five. What the fuck, Mark? 
wrong with you? You have a deep disease. These women are right. They say that you are 15 years ago when you performed in Boston. Me and Deborah, my, my partner at that time, were walking behind you and Naya and Hannah. And I saw you. I witnessed you flirting with them. And I was like, oh, my God. Naya, like, rolled her eyes. And they were passing back comments that you didn't even see. And I thought two things. One is, oh, my God, Mark is off his game. Like, these women are hating him. They're thinking he's a creep. And they're making fun of him even. And two things. One is that you were just completely... I always idealize you as this, 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 this romantic guy who is just beautiful and, and romantic and just flirting. But the truth is, if they wanted to go to bed with you, you would have gone to bed with him, and it would have been slimy. And then Deborah told me the same day or night over at our house, and you came on to her. And I'd forgotten about that, and that I defended you. And the truth is, if Deborah had the boundaries of Bree, you probably would have ended up in bed with her, but she didn't. She had really good boundaries. Then Naya and, and Hannah, this was 15 years ago, complained to Deborah the next day and said, you were a slime. And I still defended you. You said you were gross. That was the word they used, gross. You were gross. And you had no clue. You, I saw you. I was witnessing from you behind. You had no idea that they were completely not into it. Not only that, but they were literally making fun of you. Your perceptual system was so off. You didn't see them passing back uh, glances and, 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 and expressions to each other. That's how off you were. And now I'm coming back to this thinking, that, yes, that's the only other time it really affected me. Luckily, nothing happened. Luckily, all these people had boundaries. But, no, but it wasn't because of you. What? That it wasn't because what? of him or his good behavior. It was this, even despite him, right? Bree is a very sick person, everyone who I know. You know, my friends, unfortunately, no one tells you anything while you're going out with somebody. But after they go out with somebody, somebody said, a very deeply caring person. I, she only says the nicest things about people, and I thought she loved Bree and supported Bree, and she does. But she said to me, Bree has no adult. Mm-hmm. Another yeah. person said to me, who I really care about, and, and, uh, and she was very intense. She said, Bree has, her, her, she, she's, uh, you know, she, she said Bree has serious, serious, problems, but she said much worse. She was quite critical of Bree and said, Patrick, she's, all she cares about is herself. Yeah. If you don't give her what she wants, which is she wants music out of you, she wants your, she wants your daddiness. Mark, I told you, and I'll tell you again. She said, after listening to your daughter's music, your daughter who's, who, who begged you not to be with women younger than them, your daughter, after listening to your daughter's music intensely, she said to me, several, twice at least, she said, I'm jealous of Kate because I wanted to have Mark as a father. 
If I had had Mark mm. as a father now with my music, I want Mark as my father. And she literally almost, she literally almost, she did tear up. She didn't quite cry, but she teared up as she said this. And it, it you know, I have never seen as much as Brie has lied to people. I've never seen her as much to you. I've seen her text to you. I saw that letter to you. She wrote that letter. She told me she was writing the complete opposite of that letter. And I believe it's not like I'm forcing her to say these things. When she's crying in my arms in the most vulnerable, I read bodies. I read people. I wasn't forcing her to think these things or say these things. These were in the moments that she was most vulnerable. And she said to me, Mark, being with Mark reminded me of being with a guy who raped me. I'm not saying that she felt that you raped me, but she said mm-hmm. her, the incidents were similar. Now, of course, if you ask her today, she'll say, I never said that, because she, does, she lies to her teeth. She's lied to you repeatedly. I've seen her lies. She has literally yelled at me, scratched me, and even hit me. When I have said that I'm going to tell the truth about your life, about what's going on for you, and she said, well, I'll tell him. And I said, well, I, yes, tell him. And she never would. She'd always paint this picture, this kind of sex and love out of great picture of herself that everything's fine. The day that she called you, that, that was the third attempt and the most serious attempt where she said, I'm committing suicide. And I had to call 911 on her. She then got out of the hospital, started driving. She was driving to Colorado. So I think she told you that. Didn't that clue you in that there's something wrong with her, that she was leaving her kid behind and just driving to Colorado without her kid, with no plan in mind, just like, I got to get out of here. Maybe she didn't tell you that, but that's what she was doing. And you said to me, she sounded fine. Yes, because she's constantly lying to you. The fact that she didn't tell you that she committed suicide. I don't know what she told you afterwards when she lied to you and told you that she, well, Patrick really overreacted there. What happened was she said, I'm hanging myself today. I didn't know she was with her kid because I didn't commit suicide. But I didn't know that. She said, I'm hanging myself today. And got off the phone with me. Then she said, then she immediately texted me her password and said, take care and make sure he's taken care of, and then stop texting me. I was 35 minutes from her house. I told you all of this in a phone call because I thought you cared about her, and you were the only person who, I mean, you were somebody who, you know, kind of knew this. You know, there are not many people I could say this to, and so I called you and told you this. And then later you said, she sounded fine. Wasn't that a clue to you? Wasn't that a clue to you that something was deeply wrong? You're now doing the very behavior that caused her to threaten suicide deeply with a timetable. I can send you, I took a screenshot of one of her texts. It's on my computer. I have no idea why. Of one of the, the second time that she, before this time called 911, she said, I'm committing suicide in a year or two. I will be, you know, Do you not believe me, Mark? What could make you think that any of your behavior is ethical or even caring 
for her, let alone the biggest thing is, I, I mean, we could wipe that all away, but you have been so uncaring to me. I am so deeply hurt. Yeah. Oh, all right, that's enough. That's kind of it, really. And it's a lot, and a lot, a lot of, like, letting go, Patrick. So it's so heavy because it's, it's your care. You just, it's a comp- compilation of so many things. It's not just your connection with him. It's everything about everything that you've gone through and all the fears about having to hold Brie and the fear of something happening to her. It's a lot. Take a deep breath and just... Mm. Shake a little bit. Shake it out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Release a little bit of that. It's so intense all day. Yeah. So much sadness because this is someone that you really believe to be a good friend of yours. And you know what it is? Is that when the veil falls off. Mm -hmm. Like a veil that just comes, comes down. Something that you didn't totally... This has actually... Everything that happens has allowed you to see a lot more of Mars than you had seen before. Can you see that? Yeah. And it's really, really hurtful. Yeah. I don't think that you saw the extent of it. So this is your pain, but it's a compilation of your pain of how he acted, but also how he acted towards Bree, which is someone that as much as she may be, you know, she betrayed you and lied to you and everything, she's a very vulnerable person. She's a very vulnerable person. And I want... Literally, I'm shocked at people like Mark. I mean, he really has more in line with the rapists and all these other men who just don't give a fuck about her. Mm-hmm. They don't care. Yeah. Like, I'm going to sleep with you. She's fine. Everything's fine. And like, that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Be the man who does not sleep with her and be an upstanding person. Be a caring, loving person. You're 55 fucking years old. She's already remunerated to me so many times all the ways. You're never going to have a real relationship with her. You know that. You, you're never, you're never going to do it. You're never going to be there for her. You have enough problems being there for your best friends. Yeah. You're never but it's, be even there not, it's not even honoring his daughter that asked, please don't do this. He no. cannot even honor his, right? girlfriend was 24 years old 
What, Mark, you've got to, all these women who are me tooing you now are right. The only reason why Bree is not me tooing you is because she's as fucked up as you are. And it's mm-hmm. not right for you to take advantage of that. You're taking advantage of a very disturbed woman. A very, a woman who is in deep need of therapy and deep need of healing. She's acted out. She's been sexual with countless men in the last year. You, you, you are, your last episode with her, not only have you contributed to the lying and cheating of her with me, and you've lied to me, omitting, lying, but now you're, 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 you're on the same thing that you've done, you did already for decades, Mark. You already hurt people. You already were having relationships, these romantic things. Even the relationship, the woman who you said, even the woman that you said that reminded you of Brie, that Brie reminded you of, you said, you know, you said that, she died because she was an epileptic and her drunken boyfriend or husband even, maybe boyfriend, didn't give her her medicine. That story doesn't add up, Mark. Why would he be responsible for giving her her epileptic medicine? I have, I have uh, <clears throat> been with epileptics and know that they have to take their medicine on a thing. Maybe she was, why her husband is responsible. What sounds more accurate is you, you, the biggest love of your life was with somebody else? Well, it sounds far more accurate. It sounds like everyone was addicted in this story. Everyone, you know, is an alcoholic or addicted to something. What sounds far more possible is that the husband was mad at her having an affair and didn't give her the fucking medicine. That's what sounds so much more likely. Why would he even be responsible for giving her the medicine? It doesn't make any sense. And you already told me that the boyfriend, she had a boyfriend. You're sleeping again with somebody who's with other people. You've already told me so many times over the years you're doing this. But I, I, I just affect me so I didn't care so much. Now you're doing it to me. Mm. Now you're right. doing it that's, to me. And you are still. That's intense, isn't it? Like when you don't, you didn't see it or you didn't. Like you said, you just said it. I didn't, you didn't care because it was not affecting you. Right. I gave you a long flash. Like, who are mm-hmm. we? I should have said you years ago. Like, I mean, of course I felt for years. Of course when I saw you, you know, when my own girlfriend says you're coming on to me and, and being gross and other people are telling you that you're being gross. Like, I should have said, Mark, you got it. Something's wrong here. You got to cut mm-hmm. it out. I saw it, but I'm used to tolerating behavior. Mm-hmm. That's mother, it. My, That's her it. Her mother's alcoholism, and her telling me, you know. And Patrick, like, let let's just own where it comes from because you grew up minimizing addictive behavior because that's what you had to do to survive. Yes, I grew up minimizing addictive behavior because I had to survive. But this is no longer the case. And you, that's why you, you, know, you had not been seeing what he's been doing all these years. All these years. Until it just hit you on the face. 
I mean, then all the stories add up. None of your stories add up. Another story you said to me recently is, like, this is excuse. Like, Patrick, I needed to be with three because I've only been with two people. I'm not an addict because I've only been with two people in two years, you said. Except for one problem, Mark. You told me you've been with Kat. Bree told me, because you probably didn't want to, tell me that you were with the 24-year-old. You actually did tell me, too. And you've been with Bree. So there's three people. So I already know this is a fudge of a lie. And you know what? I know you've probably been with more people than three people in the last two years. I know that you have been romantic with more than three people. I will put a bet on it. In fact, I want you to tell me right now. Can you tell me in an honest truth that you've only been, I mean, first of all, you've already lied because you said it was two, but it's actually been three. And if you count me, you were sexual with me. So it's like, obviously, you're not counting a lot of things in here. You were sexual with me. That's mm-hmm. four. You know, that sucks. What are you doing? Pulling a Bill Clinton? Only intercourse is sex? Yeah. You can't have it all ways, Mark, because you said, well, because I was sexual with Bree is why I can't control it now. You know what, Mark? That's the definition of sexual addiction. You were sexual with somebody so you can't control it? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Just breathe for a moment. Breathe. Connect with what is the, the pain here. There's, there's a source. At the source, Patrick, there's something that is, I believe it has to do with betrayal. It has to do with history. It well, my mother always with... so Of course it's my mother. She was constantly betraying me. She was a sex addict herself. I mean, to this level. But, I mean, it was part of her alcoholism. I mean, she was yeah. sexually inappropriate with me. Uh, right. All men coming out of her bedroom. She had, you know, I mean, so much, so much sexual inappropriateness. I mean, I mean, actually, it's pretty severe. Actually, you know, yeah. my brother, my brother who committed suicide, he has his first breakdown in high school, and then the nurse that is taking care of him, a 26-year-old woman who's in our house kind of constantly, he ends up having an affair with her and ends up having a whole relationship with this, you know, at this delicate time when my brother has just come out of the hospital. This is the nurse who's supposed to be taking care of her, him. And my mother ends up having a relationship with her. And on top of that, she's the niece of my mom's best friend and lost her friendship with this best friend because she started sleeping with her niece. You know? So do, you she, see, do you see like the, how, how incestual the whole thing is? Yes, she slept with our family lawyer, the guy who, was, when my father died, who was such a hotshot fucking lawyer that the 200000 know, the, the $220,000 that he left our, our us three boys was too little for him, you know, like all of his accounts were a million dollars or more. So he didn't want to deal with it. And she 
had slept with him at some point, I don't know when. And then she agreed that we should just get the money, even though my father was very careful in saying we weren't going to get the money until we were 24, half of it when we were 24, and half of it when we were 27. But my mother orchestrated completely unethically that we would all get the money when we were 21. When we, none of us had been taught anything about responsibility with money. And why? Because she had slept with the family lawyer. That was a part of the whole picture. Yeah. And you know what happens? What my sense is, Patrick, is that because of Brie, one of the biggest gifts that Brie has actually given you, as, as, as um, what's the word? Oh. Uh, yeah, as upsetting and as disturbed and as the whole thing is, is that she's given you clarity to the incredibly incredible extent to which your family has been the word incestuous. That's the word. More more your mother, but you know, but it's been like an overarching feeling that has affected so much. Can you hear me, Patrick? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. How are you doing? Take a deep breath for a moment. I mean, none of this is particularly hard. I mean, I know all of this, and I'm not... Yeah. You know, it's good to... It was, it's just good to get it out. You know, it's good to say all of this yeah. to Mark. And, you know, I mean, I know all of this. I mean, it's good to revisit it. And, yeah. and it's good to feel it and feel all the connections. And I know this. And yeah, I want something very different in my life. I'm really trying to call in, just wanting people of integrity, of honesty, of love. I want wildness in my life too. But, you know, it's funny. I, I was talking to this friend Chris last night, and I, there was this, I had this girlfriend for two years, and I, it's funny, I revisited. I showed her him pictures of her and videos of her, and she's a very impressive woman, actually. And uh, you know, I, I remembered that she is she was just beautiful in every way. She was wild sexually, but totally had boundaries. I mean, she was one of the most sexual people I'd ever met. I was surprised that every man didn't want to fuck her, but she had <laughs> such good boundaries that she was like Teflon. Men didn't even come close to her. And she was such a warrior. And on a very, I mean, she was the most flirtatious, bubbly, juicy woman. And yet, no man, very few men ever came on to her because I was always shocked. I didn't understand it. But she, she had very good boundaries. So men were super clear. So she was like a powerhouse, mm-hmm. you know. But she was always just so juicy and and. Um, beautifully, you know, I don't even want to call it, it's, it's a demeaning to call it flirtatious, but she was just so bubbly and in inner sexuality all the time in a beautiful, in a beautiful, 
you know, I mean, she was wild with me, but she was, you know, she would, she didn't hide her sexuality, but it was always so, you could just see it. It was, she was bubbly and juicy, but it was all contained. It was, she had boundaries. And I'm like, oh, wow, it reminded me I had this in my life. I mean, Rithia was, you know, had the trauma. And so, and she was actually very, it kind of was one of the reasons why I wasn't sure whether she, I sometimes doubted that she'd been sexually abused because she didn't seem like a sexually abused person in the bet, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she did emotionally go through a lot of trauma stuff, and, and, and that was, you know, it's not easy to deal with that. And, uh, and she wasn't, she, wasn't uh, she, she curtailed her wildness, which is something I wanted, you know. I'm wild. I have boundaries. I just want to find somebody like me. But it was nice to remember that I did have this relationship with Kristen, and it was beautiful sexually. Oh, my God. You know, and with Brie, you know, I mean, Brie had the outer miss, and there was some aspects of the sexuality that I loved, but it didn't go to the next level for me like it did, like it did with Kristen. You know, Kristen and I were wild and, and, and um, you know, but we were, we were deep. I, I, I never got to that level with Bree because, you know, she had so much else going on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's so much packed in all of these, isn't there? And, and I have to tell you that the, what I... I know that you know everything about your mom, and my sense is that there's some important healing that needs to happen in order for you to feel more at peace with Bree, mm-hmm. with Mark, with everything that you know that happened, that took place, because the root, like you very well know, is with your mom, and it sounds like there's still some pain there. Yeah. That somehow what Mark has touched upon is that pain. You know, to me, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. The feeling feeling deceived and betrayed and not important and not taken care of and not even taken into account. Yeah. Not even taken into account or responded to. So much like my mom. Like he doesn't. Yes. He doesn't even try to communicate. I mean, he doesn't even try. I mean, not only does he go away from communication, he doesn't respond. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. I mean, I haven't, you know, I mean, what's amazing about both, Mark and Bree are very similar. I mean, there are different too, but they're very similar in certain ways. Like, I haven't met, the only people I know who are as messed up as Bree or now, and as I see Mark is, is people who are very actively in a substance addiction. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe Bree has gone back to drinking. She could have. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, I don't know people who act like Bree. I mean, it's amazing to me to see people who act like Bree and Mark who uh, are not addicted to, uh, you know, not addicted to... Um, Substances. Yeah. 
So how can you come back to you and taking care of you first? Well, I'm trying. I don't know. I'm failing in a lot of ways, but I'm just plowing ahead. I don't know. I'm just trying to do nice things. And I think I do need to say something to Mark. Um, And it's hard work, you know. It's very hard work to get it out there, you know. Yeah. Uh, I... uh, Yeah. Yeah. My recommendation is that in the in in terms of what you can um communicate with him, less is always more. Uh-huh. So I would, mm. you know, I really, I really wanted you to just get everything, every last word of your chest. And when it comes to your communication with him is, you know, when you did ABC, you know, it affected me so deeply because I, you know, when you didn't reach out to me or when you, you know, went ahead and had an affair or continued to have sex with her or when you, you know, three things. I invite you to write down three things, three punctual behaviors that truly affected you in mm. a deep way. Three things. What it brought up in you. You know, it brought up betrayal, sadness, hurt, and be able to just simplify it as much as possible, right? When you did these three things, I felt these three emotions. And I request that you, you know, you know, you know, or I want to let you know that I may take some distance from you, or I want to, you know, I, I, you know, whatever it is that would be the conclusion. And I would be happy to read what you, what you write if you want. It could be just a telegram, but it's like these are the three things that really, if you distill it to just, it's, you know, it's like the 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 core issues. You know what I mean? There's so much mm. history, and that's why there's, there's a lot of story, a lot of history, a lot of triggers of other things that happen in your life. Uh, so the betrayal is much bigger. And yet there are very clear behaviors that he took, uh, that he made, you know, things that he did that affected you. And those are the ones that I think are the most important. Because the simpler you keep it, the most powerful, the more powerful it will be. Mm. What do you think? Yeah. And 
simply, I would recommend that you just focus on simple things that are nurturing and loving to yourself. Can you do that? Can you tell me just two things that you can do that would be loving to yourself? Um, um, maybe doing a little bit of yoga tonight. Mm. I'm teach my yoga class tomorrow night. I started teaching a yoga class. And, uh, Great. Yeah, I think I saw it. Yeah, and so I could do that. yoga tonight, and I'm going to do a toyel, and I don't know, just eat a nice meal, and... Uh, maybe do maybe do like just a tiny bit of step work. Mhm. You know. Okay. Write one or two sentences of step work. That would be really good. That would be very very good. Ah, and just breathe and just yeah. It's just and. and it, it would be great to connect next week again because there's a lot going on. I don't know if you have made another session, but that would be a good, very good idea. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lots going on. Yes. So we'll, we'll connect soon. Yeah. Okay. And write write that, that write that little you know that little paragraph for him and send it over to me. Okay. 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 All Take right. good care. Bye bye. All right. Thank you.